I'm Lindsay, mom of two active boys on the West Coast and believe there's no reason for money to be ugly. I love helping busy moms make it pretty without using cash envelopes or coupons. I'm Megan. Me and my husband, we have four kiddos and I relate more to the dad role than the mom. And I'm an HGTV loving, oversharing finance nerd. Together we host the Money Stuff with Moms podcast. We understand the hashtag mom life but we also can appreciate the big picture adulting responsibilities like money. In this podcast, we invite you to be a part of our no fluff, fun conversations that will give you helpful on the go finance tips. Even if it's just to peek behind the curtains to hear about what we are doing with our money. We can't have a conversation with parents about kids and money without talking about the activities, the sports, and the extracurriculars. So let's dive in. Lindsay, tell me, how much are you spending? What are you guys into? What are the pros? What are the cons? Tell me everything in between. Oh, man, kids. (laughs) Kids are expensive. And I often, uh, we've mentioned this on other episodes, people always think like, oh, my kid's going to kindergarten. I don't have daycare anymore. Like I'm going to have, you know, this extra thousand dollars a month of (laughs) money. Um, I think that only lasts for a year or two. And then they just get really expensive. Yeah. Uh, so my kids play ball baseball um as their main sport uh just actually today ashton got on the ferry to go down to um washington for a baseball tournament so he's gone for four days um the cost of kids stuff like it's just so much right for him to go there's the ferry cost to get there um they did a great thing by eliminating vehicles to go down they rented a big van then there's three nights in a hotel there's the registration cost of the tournament um and then like the food that they're going to eat right nobody's eating at home they're going to eat in restaurants for the next three and a half days um it gets really really expensive that's on top of like regular registration fees you know i also got an invoice today for the tournament next weekend luckily that one's local and you know only thirty dollars that one's nice and easy but um it just feels like it's never ending with our kids uh what we found is that as the passion grew um there's so many more opportunities including like more gear like my kid has so much gear just for baseball, like multiple gloves and, you know, cleats and elbow guards and like just, there's so many things. Um, so I find that they're really expensive at this age, um, because I really want to encourage them in their passion. Um, I've said to my mom, like, I will go bankrupt on, on this if I have to, Okay. But, okay. You need, you need an intervention. We're not going. <laughs> I am so worried about <laughs> teenagers in this day and age. Okay. Between all the junk online, all the scary drugs. Um, I am, I am so nervous for um, teenage years. 
that whatever I have to do to keep him engaged in something that will pull him forward and through any tough times that he might have. Um, so, I mean, obviously not actually bankrupt. I want to, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll stop before I fall off the cliff. Um, but that's where my priority lies, um, in getting them into, into adult years. So, what we do, we have a kids account for sports that I put um, a few hundred dollars into every month. And luckily we have months where the costs are lower. So that money can then build up um, for times like this, where he's going on a tournament. Um, so that's how I do it as I, as I have a sports account. Um, it's a line item in my budget, in my future you column, if you follow my budget template. Um, and we put money in there each and every month. Uh, we also put money into a summer camp um, account each and every month uh, because I don't have any childcare costs throughout the school year, um, but I refuse to entertain my children from the time they wake up to the time they go to bed through the summer. Um, so I send them to summer camps and so that's really expensive. Um, and, uh, and so I have an account for that, that like I say, another line item on, on my budget. We put money in there. Uh, we also accept gifts from family um, and our family has been really generous when there's something big and exciting going on. Um, so that's another thing that helps. Um, yesterday we did a mini bottle drive uh, where uh, we took back our bottles. We were grandparents for a visit last week, uh, where aunt and uncle, um, also live on the property. We took away all of their returnables when we left. Um, and then I sent an email out to our just local block watch, um, neighbors, um, and some of them contributed as well. Um, because it's, uh, May and people have been hoarding these things through the winter because it was too gross to, to, uh, to go to the bottle depot depot themselves um, that uh, produced $110 that the kids like they came and helped with. Uh, so that helped fund it. So we do, we do a few things, right? Like uh, the kids help to fund these things. We put away monthly, we accept gifts. We do little, uh, little things like a bottle drive um, because there's just so many things to spend money on. And like baseball in my case is one of the less expensive sports in all comparisons. Um, but it still gets up there pretty darn fast. Um, what do you do? You live remotely. So do you guys have all the, all the same things or do you like just kick your kids out the door in the summer and tell them to play in the backyard? What do you do for all that stuff? Yeah, good question. So, uh, we do live in the North. Uh, hockey is huge here. We have in the, even in just the small community that I live, um, everybody knows people in the NHL. Like we are huge. We we're like a, a NHL producing community yeah, breeding ground. Yeah. Um, so that is the most expensive sport. I feel is this hot is hockey. We, I never played hockey like competitively and neither did Greg. So we don't have that pull, which I think is to our benefit because we don't know what we're missing. 
<laughs> but also we tend to participate in sports that are group, like a family sport. So we do ski, mm-hmm. um, which is also a pretty expensive sport in that we all need a membership and we all need equipment. Yeah. Like it would be ideal yeah. if we could find a sport that were involved no equipment and the equipment was like a tennis racket where you didn't I was like just to say I think that's called tennis <laughs> yeah where you like don't outgrow it because mm-hmm. kids like even I think it was last year or the year before Wesley went through two sets of equipment because he just happened to have a growth spurt during the winter yeah so it's yeah. like you buy them the equipment and you say like can you please like not grow now like please <laughs> yes you know, can this equipment last you? Because you that's the other thing is like when you buy a snowsuit, you can buy it a little bit bigger. Can, mm-hmm. Your sports equipment, like you want them to be safe. I'm not going to say, mm-hmm. I'm going to buy you a helmet that's a little bit bigger. So it lasts, you know, I'm not going to mess around with safety. Mm-hmm. So we do tend to do sports that are more, uh, we do them as a family. So like we do ski and we do golf. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we which can also be very expensive it can be so expensive and that's so we start doing them as a family so it's not like I feel like it's a little bit different than your situation where you have to like sign them up for a league and then you as a family you can go and you can watch mm-hmm. but like you're not really participating mm-hmm. whereas like we are skiing together and teaching them to ski and golfing together and teaching them how to golf but now that my kids are a little bit older, Wesley did join a league mm-hmm. and my, one of my daughters did join a racing team. So it was like, it can't, now we're having to do both. Yeah. Yeah. It shifts, right? Like I say, as they get older and they find their passions or their passions get stronger. Um, yeah. Like they don't just want to ski with mom and dad. That's right. They want to ski with their peers and depending on their personality they want to compete yeah so my my oldest daughter she is perfectly content to ski with us she's perfectly content to you know hop on the chair with a friend if I am sitting in the chalet or whatever Mm -hmm. she has no desire to join the freestyle team she has no desire to race Mm -hmm. which is fantastic if if that's what she's into I'm just glad she's outside off the screens with her friends with us yeah um but yeah the other two have definitely taking a leak kind of desire which is great but also as to the to the complexity my daughter's in the racing which is only in the winter Mm -hmm. my son is in the freestyle which is all year round so even though skiing is something you can only do when there's snow when there's snow he's at the hill and when there's no snow he's doing dryland training which Hmm. is either something like trampoline or yoga but also he travels so last year he went to Quebec because in the summer you can ski on the they call them airbags which is kind of like an inflatable ski hill with a jump at the end i've never heard of that I we skied in dubai Did you? <laughs> yeah yeah dubai there's uh at the um not at the dubai mall um it's at a different mall 
uh, I think. Maybe it is at the Dubai one. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Yeah, there's indoor skiing. It was wild. Graham said it was the, he grew up in Ontario, but he said it was the coldest skiing he's ever done in his life um, because it, you are inside of a minus four freezer. Oh. There's no sunshine. There's, you're in a fridge or a freezer. Yeah, it's pretty funny. I don't ski, so I found a restaurant uh, to get a beer. And the restaurant had like glass and I could look down and, and watch them. And it's very hard to find a restaurant that serves beer in Dubai. So I got really lucky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we don't, I don't have a system like you do where uh, I have like a designated sports account, but we do have it in our budget as like kids activities. And so we just throw that into our slush fund. Um, it has, I mean, our situation has changed a little bit because in addition to the sports, um, time is also a factor. So like Wesley was supposed to have dry land training, which was a trampoline camp for like eight weeks or something. And we're going to be out of town for three of the eight weeks. Mm. And that's just days I know for sure he can't make it. Never mind days that, you know, might something might come up and right. an opportunity or whatever. So I just said, you know, for this round, like, it's not really the financial constraint. It's like the time commitment. Like we only have so much time, especially summer, especially here in the North is like so precious. And so we do take breaks sometimes. Also, he has braces now, which is another mm. cost. Mm. Mm-hmm. They're so expensive. We don't have benefits. Well, we have benefits, but they don't cover braces. So it's just, we're just trying to balance it all, right? Well, that's, that's the thing, right? We, that's all we're ever all trying to do right is just find some type of balance which does not mean you know 50 50 it just means don't fall over um and yeah i just you know there there's so many things to spend the money on right and yeah some some of the the restrictions are, are money and some of them are time um Something else that we have done is um, the kids will find, you know, new pair of cleats under the Christmas tree Um, or um, Ashton really likes uh, baseball gloves. He's kind of turning into a collector um, and he orders these like fancy uh, custom gloves. Um, (laughs) And you would think that like a glove, you know, would just, I don't know, grab it at Canadian Tire or something like that. But like they're, as they get older, they're like 400 bucks for a baseball glove and bats too. Bats are like $400. Um, So his baseball gloves, he saves up his money through umping, um, being an umpire throughout the summer. And then um, he, for the last two years, he's asked just for money for his birthday. Um, And then he buys himself his own glove. And, um, I would encourage all parents, whether or not it's sports equipment or something else, um, having your kids choose something that they want to buy with their birthday money before the birthday happens and communicating that to grandparents or whoever might be gift giving. It's a lot more fun to give a kid money when you know what it's going towards. 
because you are you get to participate in in the item you get to you know my my parents they feel like they've you know bought this glove for him they didn't just give him cash um and so it's a nice experience even for um like his friends parents if they're coming to a birthday party and they throw 20 bucks in they know it's not being spent on candy at the concession like it's going towards something and the gift giving experience is a lot more fun um and then for the child like if they can participate in purchasing their own equipment you should see how my kid takes care of his stuff um because he knows what it costs and he you know he worked towards it um so you know, it, kids are expensive, no matter how you look at it. Um, and I think that uh, through that balance, you know, if I can get these costs into my client's budgets on a monthly basis, I know that he's not going to a baseball tournament in November. So that allows me to build up that money in the account. So when these things do come up, it's there. Um, and it takes away a lot of the, like the, you know, the experience of those unexpected expenses. If I have a kid who plays sports and who plays sports passionately and competitively, I know costs are coming. I just don't necessarily always know when. Um, so to plan for those ahead of time keeps me off of the, you know, that hamster wheel of like having one expense and, and, uh, having to scrape, the money together that month for it usually the money is is there um and when i find that the money is not there like i'm, I'm looking into the sports account and there's not enough money that means that either i need to decrease the spending um or i need to increase that budget line and uh and start putting more money into there or call the grandparents and ask if they want to contribute some more <laughs> Which a lot of the times, if you have grandparents in, in the family who um, are, you know, financially stable um, and maybe even, you know, financially healthy or wealthy, um, they actually quite enjoy contributing to things that their grandchildren are passionate about. Um, so if you have those relationships um, and that support network in place, I'm always encouraging my uh, my. Um, you know, my clients to have those conversations with the grandparents, you know, we would never call and ask for help with groceries. Right. I mean, some people will be in the situation where they might have to do that. Um, but, uh, um, but typically, you know, we're not going to call and ask for help with groceries, but I'll call and say, Hey, he's going to a ball tournament or he needs a, you know, a new piece of safety equipment. Do you have 50 bucks? Do you want to help me? Do you want to contribute? Um, and they, they actually quite enjoy that and, and uh, don't feel burdened by it. So um, I encourage anybody to, to take that, <laughs> to take that piece of um, advice and do it themselves if they have those support systems in their house. Oh, darn kids, they're expensive. What is I it? They pay like $250,000 or something like that to raise a kid. I don't know what the, the current stat is. But I thought it was like a million bucks for like a family of four or something. Sounds about right. It's a bunch right. of but it is what it is. I also feel like one of the benefits that I think I have in my back, I don't know if it's a benefit. Anyways, I don't resonate with mom guilt. So like, I don't have mm. any guilt by not putting all of my kids in activities. Yeah. 
And so if I could encourage everybody to kind of not be so hard on themselves. Totally. I need to take a page out of that book. I'm like, oh, my kids need to do it all, all the time. (laughs) No, I don't have that. And I don't know. I don't, none of us know if, oh, I mean, I don't want to say like, I'm going to regret it or whatever, because I, I honestly don't think I would either. (laughs) You know, like, no, no. And I could, you know, the same for me, like, maybe I will regret having these activities as such a high priority in our family. No, there's no mom guilt about me not throwing birthday parties. I have no mom guilt about some of my kids are highly involved in activities and some have no involvement. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, like we tried to put Emmett in he's so last year he was three. We tried to put him in that like kid soccer. <laughs> that hurting cats with a ball. There it was like, um, so funny. It, it was a good experience because it was like post COVID and like, this is going to get you, yeah you have done none of the kids stuff that I had with the other kids plus he was uh he does have some behavioral con- not concerns but things going he's spicy. on he's spicy, he's spicy. <laughs> yeah he's he's a kind of guy and so I just thought it'd be good to get exposure to like the kids he'll be going to kindergarten with and all these yeah. things okay he refused to put the jersey on <laughs> he brought a lot we brought like lawn chairs for us to sit on for me and my husband and my mom to sit on he sat on them like it was just like he wasn't super interested and so this year when the same team like his kindergarten class was like hey is Emmett gonna join us and I was like that's a hard no he isn't he didn't didn't join you last year I paid I paid (laughs) and so it's like you know what he's just not there he's can golf with Greg you know he's got his activities that he's going to be exposed to but I'm not and I think as well my parents didn't put me in any organized sports mm. and you turned out decent okay not bad <laughs> thank you thank you for that Whereas, like my husband was involved in every single activity mm. So yeah. like we do have that polar opposite when it comes to what we think is normal. Does like, he think that the kids should be in more or is he happy with kind of following their lead and not, um, you know, not pushing them? I don't know. He can do whatever he wants. And I've always said that too. Like if you, he thought swimming lessons were really important. Yeah. We have a swimming pool. So like, I get it. Yeah. Um, then then go ahead like I I don't are you asking me to do something because that's a hard no if you think that's important you go ahead and sign them up I mean I'm not quite sure why we're having this conversation (laughs) where do I get the manual to be like you (laughs) I don't I just feel like when I sign my when I sign Wesley up for freestyle I don't run it by Greg I'm not like, okay, well, what are you doing on Wednesdays and blah, 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 blah. No, I just sign him up and I make, put on the calendar and I will commit to driving him on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. If you want, if he wants to put our kids in swimming lessons, cause he thinks that's important. He knows how to use Google. He knows how to write it on the calendar. Oh. I don't, why are you running it by me? 
Oh man, actually, you know, who needs the manual? Graham needs the manual for how to operate like you guys. <laughs> oh, I love it so much. It's so anyway, yeah, if I could rub that off on anybody, I feel like that's kind of the thing. Like if yeah, there's no mom guilt, like you, you just have to do the best you can with what you have and you everything can't. else will sort itself out. Yeah, it's okay. They'll turn out okay. And maybe that's where I get it from too, because my parents put me in no organized activities. Yeah. I don't have that expectation on myself. Mm-hmm. Like I, I feel like I'm winning if like, cause my kids pl- ski, my parents used to just drop me off of the ski hill. There was no participation. I also didn't wear a helmet. They were, like dropping me off. They had 1180s no- baby. Yeah. That was, and you know what? That was before cell phones. If I got hurt, they wouldn't find out till five o'clock when they picked me up. Totally. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. I made it out. Okay. Um, so. Yeah. And it's, it's so interesting. Like, you know, all the different fi- uh, family dynamics and our kids' personalities. Um, like for us with baseball, I don't feel like I ever got the choice. Like Ashton, when he was three years old, he would go outside in the backyard in his pajamas and set up the bases and get the tea and play a game all by himself. Mm. Um, Like he just had this passion. Um, And then I believe in following my kids' passions because I'm so terrified of those teenage years of them not having a passion. Um, and so, yeah, I almost feel like I didn't get a choice and then we all loved it so much and we just got like sucked into it. And now we're both on the board. Graham's the president, you know, Graham's coaching. We live at the ballpark. Um, and we just love the, like the community vibe of it. I'm not sure how I would feel if my kids chose like I don't know diving for example like the community vibe at the ballpark is such a drive for us that I just want to put all my money there and and be there all the time and and help him with his passion um so I'm really thankful that he chose something that worked well for us (laughs) and it wasn't something like diving (laughs) I don't know what he is he's part of you guys so it's like it makes sense that he chose that yeah in the conversation of teenage year terror Mm -hmm. I do want to throw a resource out there for anybody who might also resonate with that and the book is called hold on to your kids by uh Gabor Mate love him okay so it might, you can listen to the audiobook. You can probably mm-hmm. just search it on YouTube. And there's people talking about like the five takeaways from hold on to your kids. Yes. But, uh, I know this is off topic, but you're not alone. I also fear about that as well, because, you know, there's, you know, family history that I carry with me where I'm mm-hmm. like, I just want to make sure that no one is exposed to something or, you know, like I'm, I'm terrified as well. Um, so hold on to your kids. It's a great book and it really can maybe give you some peace of mind that all, all will be well. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
Well, and he, he did a good job raising, raising his kids. I, I took a, uh, like intensive, uh, program, um, over, I don't know, weekend, I think it was, uh, with his son. I got to know, uh, Daniel Mate, um, and like just such a great guy. And since then have listened to lots of, uh, givers stuff. So, um, I will definitely go and check out that book. If anybody's listening and you're, uh, in the same boat, send, send me a message. If you have other, if you have other resources to help me with my, uh, my fear of what's to come. Oh yeah. You're absolutely not alone. Yeah. Fair. Thanks for spending your time with us today. If you heard anything that piqued your interest, check out the show notes because we probably have some extra deets or links down there. Your homework for today. Go talk to someone about your money. Either your spouse, your kids, your coworker, or a licensed professional. And if you don't like those humans today, we're always talking in Lindsay's Facebook group, Black is the New Red. So join us over there. Head over to Facebook, type in Black is the New Red. You'll see so many amazing like-minded individuals in there trying to get better, asking the right questions, supporting one another. We look forward to hanging out with you again on your next dog walk or while you watch soccer practice from the sidelines. Cheers. <laughs>